Tralee. And Ami. And we're the Slightly Credible. Woo, that's us. Your podcast featuring conspiracy theories, off-the-wall topics. I love when you say that. Lore. Keep speaking. Uh, topics you might not want to talk about on your first date if you're dating a normie. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> that we should is that like a thing do like people say normies person? normie i think i've heard it somewhere really because we should make it a thing normies like are boring yeah that's officially our thing or is it bad that we're forcing a thing maybe we should just have ignored the fact that like and then just been like oh it's like say it a lot you know yeah like it's like our it's our thing but it's unspoken that's cooler don't be a normie so delete this <laughs> i never said that <laughs> normies <laughs> we're gonna say that all the time now we're talking about the beatles what we are. Do you like the Beatles? Yeah, I do. You do? Mm-hmm. What's your, like, experience with the Beatles? I distinctly remember my friend Dana. Mm-hmm. Hi, Dana, if you're listening. Um, she loved the Beatles and, like, had the Beatles shirts, yep. knew all the songs, and was super into them. I think when we were in middle school through high school, like, she still loves them. And she named her son Jude. Shut up. <laughs> That's a sick-ass name, though. Yeah, so... That's a sick name. Most of, like... You don't meet any Judes. Not really, no. no. So that's when I first really started to know who they were, mm-hmm. was when she was really into it. Uh, okay. And, like, was like, hey, guys, I love the Beatles, so... <laughs> yeah. Aww. I, like don't even remember a time without the Beatles. Like, my dad really, 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 really loved the Beatles. His favorite song ever is A Hard Day's Night. Um, But my aunt really loves the Beatles. So we would go and we would swim at my aunt's house all the time, and she would, like, blast Beatles music. Oh, cool. And she would tell me all the stories about, like, what this song was about and, like, when Paul wrote When I'm 64 and, like, the stories behind each song and, like, everything. So it's, like, a very nostalgic thing for me i love the beatles i want to be like my aunt delia for me like i'm gonna be like the aunt that educates like my my the children around me about the beatles <laughs> oh yeah you should do that the greatest <laughs> band of all time liverpool all right we're talking about the paul is dead theory spoiler alert it's not true paul's alive <laughs> I mean, you can see him on TV. It's actually funny because it's really hard to find someone that's not aware of this theory. Now, I've heard somebody say it before, but I don't really know anything about it. So That's so interesting. Like, I feel like it's hard to find people that don't know about it. Because this is one of the first ever conspiracy theories. So it's actually kind of crazy that we're talking about it. It's like the first account of mass misinformation being spread, you know? Oh! Um, The gist of it all is that people think that Paul died in a car crash on November 9th, 1966, and was replaced with a Paul lookalike who had plastic surgery and um, apparently was very talented. Oh, he just happened to be happened able to, to play be the guitar most talented. Uh huh. Happened yeah. to like be able to mimic this person. <laughs> Had the exactly. charm of Paul McCartney. Was there an actual car crash? Yes, that's the gist of it. Is that people think that Paul's dead and has been replaced? Yeah. Um, yeah. That is so, really weird. Yeah, and it's really fun. But because why do they think that? Uh huh. So we're gonna get into it. So I'm gonna okay. tell you the story first. Okay. There are so many different accounts of the story because it's all from word of mouth. There's 
literally no evidence. There was a car crash. Um, and that's what started everything. But there is no evidence on anything else that's happening. And the Beatles have consistently denied, denied, denied. But wouldn't <gasps> they, though? I wonder if people go up to him still now. And oh, are they like, do. You're not the real Paul. They do. He, <laughs> he's, I've seen so... I love watching Paul McCartney interviews. So he's asked about it still, like, to this day. Oh, my God. When did I get a cut here? I think I definitely do have ADD. <laughs> <laughs> So people still ask him about it to this day, and he, like, jokes about it, thinks it's funny. But he said something in an interview where he was like, I'll catch people looking at me a little bit. Like, is that really him? That's crazy. Like, is that him? On November 9th. Dun, dun, dun. 1966. It was a snowy evening. (gasps) And after having a fight with Ringo. Ooh. Paul left. About what? Or no, I don't think. Oh, actually, this is the story. This is the story of how... This is, this is, the, this is the theory. This is the theory, but there's an actual Wait, story. Wait, but what was the fight about? I don't know. I don't know. There's, like there's so many different accounts. Like, that's what I'm imagining. Like, they're arguing over gum. Like, oh, I'm that sure was they had... my gum. You ate all yours. I don't know. I'm sure they had fights. Like, oh, my God. I like, can't. that beat was stupid, yeah, Ringo. Oh, my God. So, after having a fight with Ringo, Paul... Le- this is the about theory. Gum. About gum, probably. And <laughs> after having a fight with Ringo, Paul left to go on a drug run. A drug run? Uh-huh. And he crashed his car. Oh, to get some marijuana? Oh, Probably. I don't know. Probably something a little bit more hardcore. <laughs> okay. People saw the car that Paul drove, and it, it had crashed. So they saw, oh. like, Paul's car crash. Yeah, it's like knowing your famous neighbor's car. Yes. And being like, oh, crap, they crashed their car. Exactly. So the rumor went around that Paul was dead, that he had gotten in a car crash because no one was in the car. So he had gotten into a car crash. Um, so that kind of went around a little bit in their town. So it was kind of like, oh, my God, we saw Paul's car. Like, we hope he's okay. We think he's probably, like, oh. hurt. And then in 1967, the rumor had gotten a little bit bigger and they were starting to get a few like messages in the mail like, hey, is Paul okay? Because this was also like in the late 60s was around the time where John had put in um, the notice that he was leaving the band. And Paul was living on his farm, like his rural farm um, with his wife and everything. So So it was kind of like telephone a little bit. Yeah. So it was telephone. There was a Beatles fan magazine, Beatles Book Monthly, and they reported on the rumor and said that it was false and Paul's well alive and fine. I mean, that was just a tiny magazine and there was still word going around and Paul was still living on a farm, so nobody knew where he was. Okay. That's not helping. It's not helping. (laughs) Um, And around this time, the Beatles all started growing beards, so they started to look (laughs) differently. Because it's time to be a hipster. Yeah. There was an article published in the student paper at Drake University in Iowa. It was called, Is Beatle Paul McCartney Dead? Um, Because there was still the rumors going around. And in the school, everyone was, like, um, making up stories and finding clues, like, to to show that he's dead. And then that article was republished in three other universities so basically oh. word was starting to spread it's 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 literally just a like mass misinformation being passed on but it was also like a student paper so they were just kind of writing whatever they wanted whatever they wanted they didn't have to fact check really. exactly they didn't fact check and they were just like finding fun clues and i'm going to show you some of the clues and they're almost comical okay and it's like a pop culture thing yeah so popular. and also my kind of theory that i have is like 
the Beatles were, it was kind of the end of the Beatles. So I think people were kind of like, oh my God, we don't want this to end. So let's find something to talk about. Yeah. You know? That makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So then the Beatles team, like their managers and everything, started being flooded with questions and mail was being sent. So they had to make another announcement that the rumor was false. Um, But then by that time, a Detroit radio show had pulled on someone from that student paper and let him have an hour to just talk. Oh my gosh, no! Uh Uh-huh. So he just had an hour to talk about all these clues that he had found clues quote unquote Uh uh-huh and then that went on so after that radio show basically it was just a domino effect things got bigger and bigger and bigger until the new york times variety billboard all ran stories and paul's probably like shear the sheep and like (laughs) he he ignored it because he was living on his farm and it was like uh so he was like i don't give a shit like like, if i'm dead do i have to pay taxes (laughs) right and paul's just like such an interesting dude so i can imagine him being like i had somebody said i was dead Weird. I had to get my tea the other day. The lady said that I was dead. She screamed because she thought I was a ghost. <laughs> oh my god. Oh. Yeah, I can imagine him just living on his farm, like shearing sheep. It's like with Linda. You know. <laughs> like, and then someone comes to check on him, and he's covered yeah, he's, in the wool, and they're oh, like, "Oh my just, gosh, he's dead." Just wait. It gets great. <laughs> that was a great segue. So photographers were trying to find Paul because everybody oh. thinks Paul's dead. So, photographers from the New York Times, Variety, Billboard, every big magazine you could find started searching because they knew he had a farm. So, one photographer went to his farm to find him. And they were on his par- his property. So, Paul's freaking out and yelling him to get off his property. So, then the photographer is taking pictures of this crazed man yelling at him to get off his property. So, then... <laughs> So then Paul's looking nuts. Like, he looks crazy. He's got his beard. He's, like, in his farmer clothes, and he looks nuts. So then they get... So the so these photographers got these pictures that make him, like... First of all, everyone thinks he's dead. <laughs> Second of all, he looks like an insane man, like, waving his arms and oh screaming no. at some photographer. So Paul um, realizes how crazy it's going to look, so he catches up with the photographer. Oh, my gosh. And says, hey, like, come, we'll have tea and we'll talk. <laughs> so then... <laughs> oh, my God. Uh-huh. So I have the picture. This oh, was on Life magazine. This is the picture of him and his wife. Oh, they we wanted to see the from... nuts make No, like, no, because ah! he had him come for tea and uh, as an agreement oh, they, to delete those pictures. He even had his kid, like having his kids in the picture, that's kind of a big deal. Yeah. This was like them kind of being like, hey, like I'm alive and well. You know? Aww, what a nice family. Yeah, but that didn't stop anything. People started digging deeper. <laughs> and when I say deeper, I mean they were really digging. <laughs> Basically, there was a Beatles look-alike contest. Oh, oh, that um, doesn't help any. Around the time that this was happening. So it was 1966. Brian Epstein had a Beatles look-alike contest specifically for Paul, to find a look-alike oh. for Paul. This was a few months after his the supposed death date. Okay. And a few months before, all the rumors started going crazy. Huh. And the winner was never announced. So they never oh. announced the winner. That's so this is where it gets a little suspicious. I'm not yeah. going to lie. There's a few things in here where I'm like, Like nobody wins? Huh. Yeah. Nobody won, technically, but they had thousands and thousands of submissions. Huh. Um, so then that's when Billy Shears 
William, uh, what's his full name? William, um... Billy Shears. Billy Shears. I'll cut your hair. Yeah, Billy Shears, um, is supposedly the lookalike who oh. they found. Billy Shears is, like, a great name for a gay hairstylist. Oh my god, you're a genius. Um, so yeah, that is, like, honestly, like, really interesting to me, though. That whole lookalike thing. Yeah. that's pretty weird. Like, the timeline's kind of crazy. Like, it kind of lines up a little yeah. bit. It's a little weird. Um, although it's just, like, I obviously don't believe it. I'm reading directly from St. Margaret's London Archives. The Billy Shears story goes that in 1966, William Campbell Shears entered and won a Beatles lookalike competition organized by Brian Epstein, who was looking for Beatles doubles just in case one of his boys got killed. What? Uh-huh. No winners were ever announced for this competition. After Paul was killed in 1966, Brian Epstein is said to have bribed police and journalists to keep the accident under wraps. Well, that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. That kind of goes into why. I mean, there's, like, honestly a lot of reasons to keep that under wraps. All the money there is to be made. Yeah. Beatlemania. So let's get into the evidence. Okay, I'm ready. Evidence. Mm-hmm. Let's detective this. Evidence, baby. Do you really like to pretend you're a detective? <gasps> I don't. I really? never do that. Yeah, you know what? I don't like detective shows. Oh, I used to watch them with my grandma, and now I think, like, if anything happens, I'm like, I'm detective. Ooh. I even thought about being a PI, a private investigator. I feel like you would be really good at that, and you should do that. I don't think that. anyone s- would suspect me. No. And- <gasps> That's so true. Oh, look at all those clues. So if of you footage. Google it, there's, like, a bunch of green shots of-, of his, like, face next to his another face with, like, lines showing how, like, different his face is. Yeah, and then there's, like, the funny thing is there's these little posters that says, Paul is dead, clue number four. Yeah. Clue number five. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to talk about the ones that most people know. Um, this all started with the car crash on okay. November in 66. Right. So we have to take a look at the artwork and the albums that came after that. Oh, my gosh. In order to find our clues that the Beatles have left us. Okay. Meaning the three remaining Beatles. Because they weren't allowed to tell us what they told Because to. Because why? Because, you know... The whole thing is that, like, John felt, um, John missed his friend because John and Paul were so close. But they couldn't tell anyone because, you know, for obvious reasons, they were working with the police, you know? I mean, the Beatles had to work with the police to, to keep this under wraps. Right. Um, you know, so they felt guilt for lying to their fans. I mean, okay, here's the thing. When the Spice Girls... Spice Girls- <laughs> Okay. The Spice Girls were huge. Yeah. Super popular. And then when Ginger Spice left, they were not popular for very much longer. They had one more album and that was it. Mm. And I think it was because she left. Oh, yeah. It wasn't even that she was... She wasn't even their lead singer. It's just like the group changes. Yeah. And it's different. The dynamic changed and people were upset. Mm Mm-hmm. So I could see why they wouldn't want to advertise Paul dying if he did like yeah. if he did die I could see why they would be like no we don't want this to happen yeah for sure because then there would be no Beatles all of a sudden mm-hmm. yeah and then mass hysteria would break out people would be pissed people would be pissed so yeah the story goes is like John and George and Ringo felt guilt 
but they couldn't come out and tell us that Paul was dead. But they wanted the real fans to find out through clues, through messages, subliminal messaging, through all their artwork. Um, so we're going to take a look at some of those pictures. So the first album after um, Paul's death. Um, His quote-unquote death. definitely happened was... Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. So, this is just riddled with clues. Oh, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> I can oh, see yeah. all of them. Um, what am I supposed to see? So, <laughs> stay with me here. <laughs> this is so obviously a funeral. <laughs> what? <laughs> um. So, this is... It looks like a mall yeah. plant. Box. It looks like a party to me, but um, <laughs> but the theory goes that this is a funeral, and oh, this I mean, is Paul's they look funeral, sad. right? So that's the thing is that where it starts is these that looks like a funeral to me for yeah. sure. Um, so the these pe- are spo- these are the actual Beatles, right? And then these are supposed to be like the Beatles wax figures, oh. all dressed in black and looking sad. very sad because it's a funeral. But there's all four and of them. then there's um, if we zoom in. This is their album cover, correct? Yeah, we're looking at their album cover. Bring out Why your album, like- guys. Paul's in the middle, and he's holding a black clarinet. Okay. Um, which somehow is supposed to mean that he's dead. <laughs> okay. Oh, I just fell over. I I don't see the connection. I think it's because they're all holding brass, and then his is black, and he doesn't even play the clarinet, so but, they gave him, like, a okay, black instrument. they don't make brass clarinets. Yeah, I they? know. No, I think it's, like, the point that he's, like, holding the only black instrument. Uh-huh. Like, so it's, like, I don't know. I don't know. And then there's a man holding his hand above directly where Paul is, as if praying over him. Okay. I... <laughs> Okay. What about the lady in the yellow dress? She looks suspicious. I know. There's just so many suspicions in this uh, artwork. This is something actually interesting. Um, this definitely looks like a burial a little bit to me, at least. Like, this almost looks like a grave a little bit. It's the part of the album cover where there's flowers on the bottom. Yeah. People were like, that kind of looks like a grave. And I can yeah, see yeah. it. I can see it. Like, it looks almost like well, there's, like, things, like, there? there's statues, there's, like, almost offerings, kind of. Yeah. Like, like, flowers are put together. And this is a clue. The yellow flowers that are in the shape of a guitar oh. is, a, this is a left-handed bass. Okay. And the only left-handed player was Paul. Okay. And he played the bass. So that's supposedly like supposed to be like a left- this is okay. Paul's grave. Uh-huh. Like a nod to like this is Paul's grave. Do you Paul's think maybe grave. they were just playing into it? That's where you can also kind of like the argument of like do you think they started leaving clues just for fun? Probably I mean I would. I would. I'd be like you know it'd be funny. I would. Oh, so God. then right here on the back of the album, who's turned around? Uh, Paul. Paul. They're that's front quite man. odd, right? Yeah. They're all facing forward but Paul has his back. And George is pointing an actual lyric. Does it say um, dead? No, but it does. <laughs> He's pointing to a lyric from one of the songs that says, Wednesday morning at 5 o'clock. And that was the time of the car crash. And he's They pointing. were arguing about gum at 5 a.m. That's so weird. It's <laughs> a weird thing to argue. Okay. Anyway. Uh, um... <laughs> 
But he's pointing directly to it, and I thought that that was really interesting. Dun, dun, dun! I mean, that was the time of the car crash. Wow. That's pretty crazy. So, Paul, he's wearing a patch that says OPD, which is the British equivalent of um, DOA. So this actually means officially pronounced dead. Oh. Then there's the whole Abbey Road one. Oh. Where, um... Is this your favorite one? Well, it's, it's like your name, so... <laughs> People say that Abbey Road, the cover of Abbey Road, is actually a funeral proce- procession. Yeah. And um, they're kind of, like, walking Paul to his grave. Because he's not wearing shoes? He's not wearing shoes. So, like, why would you be buried in your shoes, you know? And then John is supposed to be dressed in white, like the priest. Oh, okay. He's dressed in black, like a mourner. And then he's dressed like a grave digger. Oh. Interesting, right? Um, but then on the Volkswagen Beetle, the famous white Volkswagen Beetle in the background, the um, license plate says 28 if. And um, Paul would have been 28 that day if he was still alive. What? Yeah. Um, in my dad's favorite song, Day in the Life, which is arguably the best song ever known to man, there's a um, line that's, he's blew, he blew his mind out in a car. He didn't notice that the lights had changed. Oh. Yeah. What, this one. Oh, yeah. Um, when you play Blackbird backwards, at one point you can hear John clearly say, Paul is dead, man. Miss him, miss him. Really? Mm-hmm. Have you listened to it? Yeah. And he you says can hear it? it and it's pretty clear. I feel like they might have put some of these oh, yeah, on no. purpose. Oh, no. Because they were like, I oh, this is funny. Agree. I 100% agree. I really think that they played into it at, at a certain point. Because uh-huh. people really believed it. And then when he actually dies. When oh, he's it's like going to be bad when he actually dies. I literally, want, I literally made a note to talk about that. Like, that's going to be weird when but he actually dies. You know dies. what's going to happen? What? It's going to be like Elvis. People are going to be like, oh, he's not really dead. It'll just be like, you know how people are like, I saw Elvis the other day like at a oh restaurant. Oh, my gosh. It's going to be like that. Or like, Hitler, he's still alive at 102. Oh, my gosh. However you want to cope. <laughs> Let me see if I could find what... There was like a special they did. This, I think, was definitely them playing into it. Oh, okay. Because this is kind of way too obvious. Oh, yeah. That's way too obvious, right? Okay, so it's a picture of all of them in white. Those are tuxedos. White, yeah, tuxedos. white tuxedos. And they all have red roses on their lapel, except for Paul McCartney. He's wearing a black rose. And he's come out and said that they ran out of red roses. Oh, right. So he had so a they black had a rose. Black- who has meanwhile, a black rose on hand? Meanwhile, he's literally carrying a bouquet of red roses. What the heck? Like, it's cut off in this picture, but he's literally carrying a bouquet of He's li- literally... Yeah, they did that on purpose. So they... I don't know. Like, do you think that that was them, like, adding to it? Yes, of course they I do. I think so. Because as long as they keep the mystery alive, people are going to be interested in them. Mm. Also, if you think about conspiracy theories as a tourist straw like why do people why do people go to Loch Ness Uh uh-huh it's not just to go to the lake it's to try to find the monster yep it's kind of like creating a cultural phenomenon not only are they like legendary musicians yeah this just adds another level of mystique to them and like mystery and people are interested in it yeah it does and he still like is really like I'm gonna be like British here and say cheeky 
when yeah. like about it when people ask. I mean, it. if that happened to me, I would be too. I would yeah. totally play into Especially it. Especially when you think of like who Paul McCartney is as a person. Yeah. And like, of course, he's gonna play into it. You know. I guess that's all we really have. There's not like much tangible evidence, but I think it's important that we talk about this. This. Beatles thing happened before the internet. Like now, it's easy to just spread mass. Right. I feel like it happens all the time. Yeah. So now it's like so common. But back then, if you heard that, then it, you probably believed it. Hey, fellow Credibles, we want to thank you for tuning in this week. Catch us next week. I'm Shalee. I'm Abby. And this was the Slightly Credibles. Yes, it was. Here we go. Hello, everybody. And welcome to the show. Today we got a special little lady here to tell y'all a little something that you should know. There she is. Merry Christmas, baby. You too, honey. Happy holidays from the slightly credible. Wow, this is good. We want to wish you a happy new year tonight. Merry Christmas from your local vocal skeptics. Oh my god. (laughs) That was really good. I didn't even want to interrupt you. That was just good.